welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. The Arab Film Festival is back on, and this time it's not only being held in Melbourne and Sydney, but in Canberra and Perth as well. In its 13th year, the Arab Film Festival Australia is a community-based and community-driven film festival that brings together the best in contemporary Arab cinema to Australian audiences. The festival provides a unique opportunity for cross-cultural exchange, dialogue and relationship building between Australia and the Arab communities from around the world. Muna Zayla is one of the festival directors and I had an opportunity to discuss some of the films that are being screened but also some of the important political motivations for holding the festival in the first place. What an important time in history to have an Arab film festival in Australia. And you're one of the festival directors. So could you tell me what motivated you to put this Arab film festival together? Definitely like an important time for the Arab film festival to, to exist in Australia. And it's actually really awesome for us to be able to not just present it in, in Sydney, but also take it to other cities across the country, including Melbourne, Canberra, and for the first time this year, we will be um, travelling into Perth. I suppose the motivation, uh, it started in 2001, really as a response to the interest from the community, mostly because artists were creating, you know, screen-based material that, that wasn't kind of presenting itself too well in, you know, in the traditional exhibition spaces like, you know, art centres and so forth. So... The Arab Film Festival came out of a, of a partnership with a number of other organisations, including Kasula Powerhouse Arts Centre, Information and Cultural Exchange, which is a community arts organisation based in um, Parramatta, Western Sydney, and a few other community not-for-profit organisations that really wanted to present screen-based artistic works that allowed screen-based artists from Arab backgrounds from all over the world, including Australia, to t- talk about the, the kind of complexities and the the issues faced by um, Arab communities living in the Arab world, but also living in the West. Well, let's start looking at some of those films. You're screening 12 films, and um, if we've got time, we'll get a chance to look at each of them if we can. Let's start with those that are directed by women. And out of those 12 films, there are two that are directed by, by women. So firstly, is, is it hard to find Arab films directed by women? No, not usually. I, I mean, the Arab Film Festival has, has uh, featured films by Arab women annually. There are years where majority of the films are directed by women. Every year the selection really relates to how, I mean, our selection is about ensuring that we have a broad range of films from across the Arab world, including Arabs living in the diaspora, so Australian films and other countries. The selection is about kind of whether these films actually talk about contemporary issues and and the recent issues because that's what we lack on our screens and that's what we don't have access to um, in Australia. Okay, so those two um, films that are directed by women in this festival are Nawara, which is the name of the the main protagonist in that film, and Hin's Dream, which is a Qatari film about a a Bedouin woman. Tell me a little bit about these two films. Nawara is set in Egypt. It's a film that is uh, before the 2011 um, spring, 
and it's about a, a woman who who works really really hard um, and works in um, travels between the alleys of um, poor neighbourhoods. It kind of explores the clashes between classes, poverty, women's lives in in today's Egypt, which is really really important. It's directed by Hala Khalil, who is based in Cairo and studied at the Cairo Film School. And yeah, I think it gives you an insight into ordinary communities and hardworking women living in Egypt today. And and Hin's Dream? Hin's Dream is really, really beautiful, directed by a young filmmaker who claims to be of multicultural background. Hin's Dream is reflects history and, you know, so the past and the present and brings to screen her exploration of, of folklore from the, of the Arab Gulf states. The film is about a Bedouin girl who spends time alone in a tent while her husband hunts and gathers. And it, it's, it's really, really beautiful. It's short. It's nine minutes. And it's kind of a film that you, you are in Hint's dream. Um, beautifully shot, um, beautifully made. And um, I think, and this filmmaker has uh, had her film screened in the 2014 Abu Dhabi Film Festival and was shortlisted for an award as well. And of course, you can't have an Arab film festival without touching on the very topical issue of war. And there are, uh, I mean, many of the films are going to touch on that topic, but I want to speak specifically um, about uh, three films in this um, section. And one is called Waiting for the Fall, which is about Syria. And the other one is Rashmiya, which is about a, a village in Palestine. And then the other one is a film called Dialing, um, which is about a, a, a mother trying to find her son that has gone to war in Iraq. Tell me about yep. these um, these three films that all have that dominant theme of war in the Middle East. Okay, um, let's start with Rashmiya. I like watched it so many times. It's really beautiful. It's um, an elderly couple, really beautiful elderly couple. Um, it captures their relationship so beautifully, but also their relationship to their property and their land and um, and their country. Um, they're in their eighties. You, you know the the camera follows them in their every you know their kind of their daily routine. Basically, it's about you know the is, Israelis wanting to demolish, uh, are trying to demolish their shack. It is a shack because they need to build new roads, and this takes us through that kind of um, horrible journey of theirs and how they how they face and and challenge the Israeli um, authorities. But for me, what's the, you know what kind of stays with me is is this these two man and woman and and their relationship and the strength of their relationship and their um, their bond to their their land m- more than anything and to their Palestinianness it really comes through very strongly and then waiting for the fall the, the excitement for us about actually securing waiting for the fall is that it's the first film from Syria that we screen first feature film that we screen from Syria. It's set in a small village in Syria and it's awaiting the American attacks, air attacks on that village. It kind of gives you an insight into the to the, um, the struggle of 
the people living in the village and how they continue to how they find ways to communicate with one another. Also, what's what's a, a strong feature in this film is the village, the community's excitement about an upcoming um, volleyball match, um, which is you know all women's team. Um, and as the civil war is coming closer, the, the photographer kind of takes control and wants to capture, um, you know, the experiences of, of that community in particular. It's slapstick satire, but it, it captures, real, you know, the atmosphere of life in, in war-torn Syria. And um, it's really popular, you know, ticket sales are going through the roof and... Like, I think what we're excited is about is, is how the audiences engage with it and, and the feedback we get afterwards. And the other important thing about this film is that because it is from Syria and all we have at the moment is what the news presents to us about the situation in Syria, this is the inside view. Yeah, well, actually, I want to talk a little bit. I know there's um, another film in this um, cluster of f- films that we're looking at that relate to the wars in the Middle East, but um, I think you made a very good point about um, it uh, showing the other side of the dominant story that we're getting in the media. Is that something that you tried to do through this film festival is show the Middle East in a different light and particularly um, present our culture, I guess, to uh, mainstream Australia. Spot on. That's why the festival exists. It's that alternative stories that we don't have access to. And it's also the stories that are, uh, you know, whether they're, you know, documentary or fictional films, they, they're stories made by um people living under those circumstances or people living in the Arab world, whether it's under oppression, through war, but also like the stories that aren't about war, the ones that are about love and hope and about, you know, the relationships between the old and the young or the, you know, the elderly couple, for example. The Palestinian film, um, Rashmiya, talking about that earlier, even though that is, uh, you know, definitely you look at it and watch it and you think, you know, Israeli occupation, the Palestinian couple um, can't even keep their shack and the home that they've, you know, lived and grown up in, and they want to die there. It, it, for me, I don't just look at the, the occupation and the oppression. I look at the beauty of their relationship and their struggle and their, their fight to, to survive and live. So it gives you the other side of the story of war and, and um, you know, oppression and poverty and occupation. It gives you the um, the story about those human beings that are, um, you know, their strength and, and their love for one another and their love for themselves being um, who they are, whether they're Palestinian or Lebanese or Egyptian. And the, the film Dialing, which is about an older woman trying to make contact with her soldier son who's out at war in Iraq. I mean, that film, in addition to the general themes of um, war, captures a very common story about ageing members of our community and their struggle with technology because she's she's trying to call him using a smartphone and he's struggling mm. with that. Yes, that's right. Um, that film is really... Uh um, intense to watch, even though it's, it's a short, it's a 17-minute film. Um, the strongest component of that film, you're right, you know, the kind of the use of technology, um, and that's all she has has left is that 
technology to connect her with her son. Um, but also it's like she doesn't want to give up on her son and it's about her staying in contact with him or trying to make contact with him. Um, like many, like there are so many stories about, you know, families who've, who've, whose loved ones have gone missing, especially young men. And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. I'm speaking with Muna Zayla, one of the Arab Film Festival directors. The festival is being held in four cities across Australia and runs from the 21st of July through to the 12th of August. There's an Australian film in the mix too, a film called Home, which is about an Iraqi refugee in Australia coming to grips with the trauma of war in Iraq. Tell us, why did you include that in the film festival? Um, so that film is called Home and it's directed by Shaheen Al-Anazi and the Arab Film Festival and the organisation that manages the festival has had a, uh, you know, has engaged with Shaheen for, you know, since he was a younger man from when he first came to Australia. Um, and he's a budding filmmaker and he's, He's not given up. He, he's insisted on submitting, uh, uh, making... A, he kept saying year after year, I'm going to make a film and it's going to be in the Arab Film Festival. And he kept saying, yes, bring it on. Let's see what you've got. And he's done exactly that. This film, um, I, I, as a, as a migrant, um, or the daughter of, a, of migrant parents, I was born in Australia, but I um, see so much of the struggle that this film presents um, in my own kind of, you know, upbringing and my family struggle to to settle in, in Australia as Australian Arabs. Um, this film is about his family fleeing, but it's most of it is really about how the young settle and how, you know, his mother just can't accept the fact that this is her home um, and she, because she, n- nothing in society is allowing her to feel like she's Australian, um, whereas, you know, the young guy, and it, maybe the story is based on Shaheen himself, I'm not sure, but the young guy in this film, you know, is kind of excited and, you know, sees an amazing future and has lots of friends and can come and go and has learnt the language, but it really explores the kind of struggle of his mother and him to understand where his mother's coming from because she continues to say, I want to go back home, even though it's unsafe there and there's still war, I feel like I'm safer there as, a, as an Iraqi. Well, that's interesting given um, the, the level of Islamophobia and anti-Arab sentiment in Australian society today, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, and that's where uh, um, our opening art film is Halal Love, um, which tries to kind of, I don't know, you know, you know, it's a romantic comedy and it gives you an insight into uh, the humour about relationships and the, the Sharia law that's kind of often mis, I don't know, interpreted, misrepresented, Um but yeah, it's done in a really humorous way, um, and it it focuses on the women in the story. It's about the women; they're taking the control in their relationships. They're deciding who. With this particular film, it's you know a woman is trying to find 
a second wife for her husband because he's overly loving and she's had enough. She just can't satisfy him. So she <laughs> said to him, look, I'll find you another wife. You know, and, and it was it's really beautiful to watch. And I hope, you know, I think this film, what I know now is, you know, it's selling well here in Sydney and I know in Melbourne it'll be really popular. But um, it'll bring Muslim and Christian and non-religious people together. It'll bring Arab and non-Arab together, the Lebanese, the Egyptians, the Greeks, the Italians. It's going to, it's definitely a film that we are confident uh, is going to have a really, really diverse audience where we can all laugh at the same thing, um, but learn new things and really be challenged by how media or generally how the the kind of, you know, Sharia law is being become this, you know, ugly term, like, and it's so scary, you know, that we may be guided by Sharia, for example. This one's got a strong, even though it's directed by Assad, who's a man, Lebanese man, but he's actually lived in Australia, and um, so he'll be joining us in Sydney and in Melbourne, which is really exciting for us. Um, but he's lived in Australia as well and then gone back and, and is currently living in, in Beirut. Um, but, yeah, it's got, you know, the, the, the relationship between the children, the parents, the women and their friends and how they kind of negotiate this business of, of organising another wife for, that, for the husband. I mean, the, the main woman in this film is actually in a really sly kind of way hoping that the, the second wife is going to be really good at cleaning and cooking and helping her so they can have, you know, so she can have more free time to herself. So, you know, like I know the elders in my family and extended families, they get, they'll, they'll enjoy it. There's another romantic comedy that you're screening and that's Baraka meets Baraka. So Baraka and Baraka, the, the female and the male, they, they meet each other and it turns out they both have the same name, which is, you know, how they start having a conversation. Um, but, yeah, it's about how they navigate, you know, how they try and have a relationship um, in in Saudi Arabia and um, it's done, again, it's, it's a wonderful comedy that's screening we're only screening that once in Western Australia um, but it's yeah we haven't seen films like this from Saudi Arabia before um, just, you know about the relationship between a man and a woman outside in a public space and how they kind of do things in, in the proper and accepted way as, as a young couple they're falling in love and trying to date under you know in Saudi Arabia I mean I don't know can you imagine I can't imagine how but this film gives you that kind of insight in a really you know quirky comedic way. I didn't realize that um, Baraka was actually their name so when I saw the title of that I thought well this is going to be interesting but um, yeah. yeah that's how they begin you know that's the kind of icebreaker for them you know, on the swings. If you if you watch the trailer, it's on our website. They're on the swings, and you know, it's like my name's Baraka and your name's Baraka, and that's how they kind of start having a conversation. <laughs> oh, that's their very name, cute, really cute, isn't it? It's very cute. It is absolutely. Now, another film I want to talk about um, is a film called, and again, you might have to correct my pronunciation. Is it Benezba Lubokra Shu? Is that how that's yeah. pronounced? So that means in relation to tomorrow, what? That is yeah. the translation of that film title. Yeah, well, this is people are like going crazy about this film. Amazing. So, 70s theatre classic. It's a theatre, and it, apparently, I was like four years old. So, but my dad's told me all about this. It's really, really famous. 
Um, Ziad Rahbani, you know, Fadal's um, son, everyone knows him, directed it and stars in it. And um, it's set in Beirut. And um, it's about the kind of, uh, and I suppose, it, it, you know, the anticipation of of the chaos as it unfolds, you know, in the late 70s and 80s in, in Lebanon and across the Arab world. Um, it's presented by M Media, which is this new um, streaming platform from the Arab world, and it's the first of its kind. Uh, the original is actually on Super 8 film footage, and it was shot over 35 years ago. So really the music, I think people are coming for the music, um, you know, to see old old theatre play out on screen. Um, and, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's like the bestseller so far. It'll be packed in Sydney. We're screening it here on Friday night, but in Melbourne uh, we have it, yeah, on Saturday the 30th of July. Definitely a popular film. I want to talk about one more film. Uh, there are three more that we haven't spoke, spoken about, but listeners, you can check it out on the Arab Film Festival website. And the two films we're not going to talk about are Zier, which is an Egyptian film, and Life is a Woman, which is another Lebanese film. But the last film I want to talk about is, if I can pronounce it correctly, is El Clasico. Is that right? El Clasico. El Clasico. And what I love... El Clasico, you have to say it with that, you know... A bit of an Arab twang. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So this is Um, an Iraqi film, but particularly it picks up on other prejudices and and almost a universal prejudice, namely that uh, against um, little people or persons of short stature. And this is another... um, is Is it a romantic comedy? It certainly has romantic elements to it. Uh, yeah, you can say so. It's about the relationship and, and definitely about the relationships, but also about the kind of the courage in, in, in these, these young men who, um, he wants to marry the girl and wants to ask for a hand in marriage and it's constantly denied. And because of his small, his small stature, it's perseverance and, you know, the relationship also with his brother, which is really really beautiful and supportive but it also takes us into um you know they're kind of they're they're like fans of um real madrid and that they're on a mission so they go together to to deliver a pair of handmade kurdish soccer shoes the other thing about this film is it's it's an iraqi film but it's also about a minority iraqi community the kurdish community um and you know, in Australia, there's a big Iraqi community, and so this kind of response to the interest from the community in showing films about minority um, Arab community, uh, you know, Kurdish and Arab communities um, living in Iraq. It's really adventurous. It's a Boise. Oh, look, I don't know. I thought it, it's not a Boise film, but yeah, it is about. I think yeah, boys will love it. It is a bit of a Boise film, but it's it's a it's a really beautiful film. Well, Mona, what a fabulous uh, lineup of films you've selected for this year's Arab Film Festival. Congratulations. All the best with the um, success of the festival as it travels through those four cities across Australia. If any of the listeners right across Australia wanted to uh, get along to the festival, how would they go about doing that? Um, across Australia, go to our website, arabfilmfestival.com.au. 
Um, and if you go to the schedule page or the buy tickets page, then it will direct you to um, the different, um, you know, screening facilities. So we're in at Riverside Theatres in Parramatta. Um, for Sydney, in Melbourne, we're at Cinema Nova in Carlton. Um, you can even rock up to the box office and, and buy a ticket direct or you can purchase it online. In Canberra, we're at Arc Cinema, the National Film and Sound Archive. And in Perth, we're screening, we're having two sessions and they're free sessions or they're entry by donation and you can um, rock up and donate at the door and it's that we're holding that at Curtin University Exhibition Space. That was Muna Zayla, one of the Arab Film Festival directors. The festival is being held in four cities across Australia and runs from the 21st of July through to the 12th of August. Go to their website for details and tickets. And that is arabfilmfestival.com.au. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website, 3cr.org.au, and that's the digit 3, not spelt out in letters. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna, and I look forward to your company again next week.